Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Pam, I really hope that you have got some good news for us this week. What's up? So here we are on the 14th. And we are in the waning moon cycle. Mars is retrograde. Jupiter is retrograde. And we're in this period where we feel as though we are in a holding pattern. And we are. It doesn't mean nothing happens. So here's my memory. When I was a kid, there was a high board. Because I'm old enough when we had high boards in public swimming pools. And so the high board was probably, hmm, wow, how, I guess it was, I don't think I'm exaggerating. I think it was 18, 20 feet above the water, maybe 12 feet. So as a little kid, you'd climb up and you'd stand on this high board. And the tension was, could you jump? Could you dive? And I came from a family of swimmers. So sometimes I jumped, but when I actually was able to dive, it was a big deal. Looking back, I have to say, I think it was kind of crazy. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want my eight, nine-year-old doing that, but it was a different world. So that's where we are. We're on the high board, we're on the high board. And we're in this place of feeling as though a jump is coming, momentum is coming, but we're being held back. And of course, we're on the tail of the United States elections and we see the overall arc of the world with this not necessarily holding back pattern, but we know that momentous change is ahead of us. What's it going to look like? So there's this tension that many of us feel in being held in place, knowing that we're going to have to jump. We're going to have to make that high dive. And it's unbelievably scary. And we have different perspectives of it based on our culture, what we want to have happen in the world, who we are in our profile. But the overall thrust of where we're going is we are heading towards 2023 and then 2024 as we're at the end of this year, 2022. And whether we're conscious of it or not, we're heading towards Pluto and Aquarius. And I'll be talking more about that. But basically, Pluto, the energy that symbolizes irrevocable change and death, transformation we cannot avoid, is in transition now from the sign of Capricorn into Aquarius. 
we're at the end stages of Pluto and Capricorn. And those of you who have been listening to me for a while know that I keep alluding to the dinosaurs, which are giving their last breaths and holding on as best they can to the old paradigms. But nonetheless, we're in irrevocable transformation. Will it be a real evolutionary leap? That would be awesome. I don't know if the human race is ready for it, but we are certainly poised to do it. When we look back at the last time Pluto was in Aquarius, and again, I'll talk more about this in future podcasts, but we see as far as we were able to go as a human race with the transition, obviously that's over 200 years ago. So You know, we went as far as we could go at that point in time. Now, due to massive leaps through technology and what I believe is human evolution, which many of us are not quite ready for because there's a lot of resistance to children coming in who think differently, act differently, learn differently. And the medication or education perception is let's have them be modified in some way. Is it an aberration or is it evolution? I think we have to look at that because if we try to suppress the evolution of human development as it is morphing to cope and deal with an ever-changing world. We could be shooting ourselves in the feet, but that's another story for another time. So on the 14th of November, the moon is in the sign of Cancer. And as it moves through the sky, it invites in opportunity. And the opportunities it invites in are best approached and taken advantage of in the pre-dawn hours of the morning, Eastern time. Once the moon goes void of course at 5.41 a.m., it is void of course until it enters the sign of Leo at 7.48 a.m. So relatively brief period of time on the east coast northeast which is the time zone i speak about a lot of people may sleep through it but overall void of course periods are best for organizing putting things in place for the next leap into what happens when the moon changes sign not good to start anything and again mars jupiter retrograde but very good for looking at what's there and putting things in place for when you will go forward. Once the moon enters Leo, we are in a very highly creative period. It's an overall, I think, productive day for being able, especially people in the arts, communication, anyone who does anything creative for working with children. This could be a high energy day what happens is the moon moves is on the 15th 
it then is in a place where it's engaging more with planetary energy that causes a bit more friction. Not necessarily bad. I still see Tuesday as being a very good day, especially for people who are open to new ideas, inspiration, things coming in that are out of the box, not quite anticipated or expected. And so it can be a highly charged, very stimulating day. What happens as we get into the late evening is that let's say you've done a lot of work or creative exploration and you get invited or it's suggested that you ramp it up. You put more responsibility into it, more commitment, perhaps even more money. And it's not necessarily everybody must do this. It, again, depends on your personal horoscope. But for some of us, it may be a, an indication of are you willing to invest, not necessarily money, maybe it's time or focus, on whatever it is you're creatively developing? And are there the partners there who are truly supportive of this? And that's a vetting process um, within ourselves and also within people in our lives. And it can be very, it can be a reckoning period for some of us or others you won't even notice because it's not really directly affecting you. But overall, uh, Tuesday can be a fun, stimulating, exuberant day. On the 16th, the moon is still in the sign of Leo and it stays in Leo until 6.55 p.m. It goes void, of course, still in the sign of Leo, but no longer engaged with other planetary energies. So on the 16th Wednesday, even though this can be a fun day, a stimulating day, a creative day, it can also be a day when we feel like we're not quite being heard. When signals get crossed or our message isn't received in quite the way we intended, it can be frustrating or it can be a kind of, Neh, oh, well, c'est la vie. I mean, it depends, uh, again, on the creative investment and what you're expecting to get out of whatever you've put in to the situation or the relationship energetically. The moon enters the sign of Virgo as of 8.04 p.m. Eastern Time. It's void, of course, at 6.55 p.m. So those, that like hour and a half, you, you don't really want to do anything that is trying to broker a deal or bring somebody into something because nobody's really going to care. They may promise you the moon, but they won't show up and deliver. So when it enters the sign of Virgo in the evening, 
we're now in a period that is a lot more productive. The Virgo moon coupled with where it travels through the sky, especially once we pass Wednesday and we get into Thursday, Thursday and Friday are really, really strong days for um, what's the phrase? Bringing home the money, bringing home the bacon, uh, really delivering what your intention is, making it happen. Because it's in the sign of Virgo, it may not have a lot of panache and, you know, look at me, look at the great thing I did. But that doesn't mean you won't have satisfaction in the work done and what's been delivered and what's been created. So Thursday, very strong day for continuing to wrap up, deliver, intention. We're in the waning moon cycle. So things that we're finishing up or making happen, really strong for that. And we get into Friday and it just continues that momentum of being able to deliver and push forth an idea, uh, edit well, make sure it is it follows your intention, what it is that you are trying to make happen. And the other thing on Friday to keep in mind is that in the late afternoon, tempers may be short. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It, it can be very much about we're working on making this happen. We're working on having this delivered. The thing that's really important over the course of these couple of days is that when the moon is in the sign of Virgo, it's very good at focusing, at following through, at editing, at following up on the details. But because of where Jupiter is positioned, there can be distractions. There can be, oh, look at this, or why don't we do this this way? Or, hey, I've got this great idea. And what's really important over the course of Thursday and Friday is that we stick with the overall end game, that we're not so distracted by what possibilities may be or what may seem to come next or wouldn't be it be really cool if we could add this to it but more about what is the work at hand and how do we complete it and oftentimes it can be very useful to take someone else's advice or use someone who's uh, um, respected senior or a person who has a lot of knowledge in a field that you're focused on, but you want to really be clear on, is this a distraction or is this really a support? And when you're clear on that, then you're able to do the work that is at hand and deliver in the best way possible.
On Saturday, the 16th, the moon goes void, of course, at 3.47 a.m. in the wee hours of the morning when many people will be sleeping in the northeast. And then it enters the sign of Libra at 5.58 a.m. And it's in Libra throughout the weekend. I think the best way to deal with this Libra energy, and it may be Saturday morning, you may feel like, hey, I could do this or I could do that. And there's this concert and I have this opportunity and that looks really good. And I'd like to do this. And maybe I'll just lie down and forget about it. (laughs) So the overwhelm or the options may be legion on uh, the morning of Saturday. And if you can just kind of move through it and do what you need to do, then by by the time you get to mid-morning, late morning, clarity can be really good. And you can make the most of this weekend to be enjoyable, to be stimulating, to be creatively fulfilling, culturally uplifting, and really give you a lot of positive perks that provide that sense of this is why human beings are connected and what it is we give one another. Because the week is a little uneven. The weekend may feel like it has a mandate to let's make something happen. But I would say the best way to use this weekend is to open channels and do your best to communicate effectively to people in your life and work on understanding and make sure you're hearing one another because that's going to give you the raw material as we continue to progress through the end of the year that is like, I mean, all engines are are open as we go through the end of 2022. And the most important piece of what we need to do through the transitions of the end of 2022 into 2023 and finally into 2024, is open up communication, understanding. Put ourselves in one another's shoes, truly. And blast away the illusion of separation because that has to go. And when I look at this weekend with the moon and Libra, it's really speaking about we are not so much opposites as we are complements. And the more we understand that and balance it, the more powerful we are as a human race and in balance with what we can do on the planet. 
and beyond. And now I turn it over to Susie. And now I invite everyone for our 10-minute meditation. Just find a place where you can sit, where you are in a place of peace and quiet if possible. For some of us, that's very difficult to find that place depending on where we live and what we're doing and who we're living with. But it's also best to do these meditations when you're not driving or doing something, when you really are sitting, when you really are in that posture of meditation. And posture of meditation is very important for many reasons. Because we are sitting with a straight back, with our crown pointed towards the heavens, with our uh, spine straight as much as we can, and without leaning back on something so that you're not leaning back on a chair, but that you're really sitting in that awareness place, that place of openness and awareness. Our sits bone, the coccyx, the end of our spine is pointing down towards the centre of the earth. So we're energetically grounded. And if you sit on a chair, that's fine. If you sit on the floor on a cushion in lotus position, half lotus, that's all good. If you can, try and sit symmetrically as much as possible. Just tip the head in a little bit towards the chest. And if you like, you can place your tongue at the roof of your mouth. It also help, hopes, uh, helps us to open energy centres and to remain in that mind place of meditation. We stop doing everything. We dedicate ourselves to the meditation. And this helps our brain to expand, helps us to spiritually expand. So now that you've found that position, just take a few breaths. And when you do this by yourself, uh, they say that it is very good to do at least 21 breaths uh, to help yourself acclimatize to the meditation posture. And then if you go into any type of other meditation with the mantra or visualization, then start that after the 21 breaths. And as we begin to have just normal breathing, allowing ourselves to be present, just feel yourself filling up the space, filling up your body, allowing your consciousness, your awareness to be completely present in this now moment, in this present moment. And as the thoughts come, because they do, just allow them to arise without engaging in them. Just like cars going past you on the road, you hear them coming, you see them, and then they go past. Just allow all of your thoughts to just simply go past. And as we take a few deeper breaths, 
recognizing that the meditation practice that we do helps to calm the mind, brings us a calm and peaceful place. It has very profound benefiting aspects for the physiological body, slowing down the heart rate, increasing our immunity, increasing our strength, many, many things that we benefit from when we actually slow down and focus and we develop patience, patience for ourselves. And as we develop patience for ourselves, patience within ourselves, we develop patience for others. And patience is a virtue. Patience is divine. And patience is something that some of us might really struggle with in this world that is moving oh so fast and that we have so many demands on us that we make for ourselves and that others might make for us. So just feel yourself being able to slow down. And as we do that, we can almost prioritise what is really, really important. We spend so much time on our outer looks, on our dress or our hair or our body or our shape of our body, the look of our home or anything external. But let's now really focus on what is internal. Give that some attention and do it with patience. with grace just notice now how easy it is for you to slow down notice what might motivate you to slow down to be patient to listen more, to see more, to take in more of the world, to take in more of the world around you, the people around you. And also notice what motivates you to go faster or do more things or do this or do that. Just really witness. Witness the motivation, 
witness what really impels you to do things or really allows you to do things. And notice where that patience comes in. Notice how you become impatient, what things tend to trigger you. And notice when you are patient, what a difference it makes for you, for the world, for the people around you, probably especially. Just notice what happens when you can really develop that patience within yourself. And as we take a few moments just to really focus on patience, feel it in your physical body. Feel what patience feels like. How does it express itself in your body? Are you breathing the same way? Has your mind slowed down? And feel this patience now all around you, throughout all time, throughout all space. Patience, presence, awareness, and be generous with that patience. And as we gently take a few deeper breaths, feeling ourselves patiently arriving back into our world with all of the goodness of the meditation. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Pam. Have a wonderful week, everyone, and love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of Active Spirituality life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.